Welcome to Opening the Door, Opportunities for U.S. Immigration with Attorney Nadine Heights. Hello and welcome to episode number four of Opening the Door, Opportunities for U.S. Immigration. I'm Nadine Heights, and I'm an immigration lawyer here in sunny Lake Worth Beach, Florida. And today's episode is all about taxes, your tax returns and your immigration case. Now, you might wonder, what do taxes have to do with my immigration case, right? I mean, why would that be important? Well, I'm going to give you three tips to help you get your immigration case approved. And this is really, really important. And this is based on mistakes that I see happening with clients who've tried to do their cases on their own. They've been denied, um, their cases get rejected, and then they come to me and then we have to either refile or try to fix it. So number one, have you heard of a category called head of household for filing your taxes? Well, this is a big, big issue. And here's what often happens. So let's say there's a couple who is married. Um, One person is maybe a U.S. citizen. The other person is the immigrant spouse who is being petitioned for a green card. Okay, so lots of times, sometimes the immigrant spouse will have maybe a Social Security number from maybe a previous case. Maybe they had a work visa before or perhaps they have a um, ITIN number that they're using. So they may file taxes together. And that's a good thing, because if you are married, you should be filing your taxes as married, right? You should not be filing your taxes as head of household if you are married and you're living with your spouse and you have an immigration case. And here is why. Now, I'm not uh, an accountant. I am not uh, a tax preparer. I cannot give you advice on how you should file your taxes. So you do want to check with uh, a tax preparer, an accountant to make sure you're filing in the right category. But what I can tell you is just by looking at the IRS website, the category of head of household means that you are considering yourself not to be married, even though you could still be legally married. Head of household is for somebody who is technically the head of their household. They may have a child, they're providing the support for their child. Um, They could even still be legally married, but they're not living with their spouse anymore. So maybe they're separated, they're gonna get a divorce soon, whatever. So the IRS gives you a tax break if you file as head of household because you know you're it's almost like being a single parent, right? You're filing taxes and you're gonna get more money back, which is why lots of people file under this head of household category, even though they shouldn't be. And this is a favorite category for tax preparers because they want to get you your biggest refund and they'll just tell you, hey, yeah, file as head of household, you'll get more money back. I've seen couples where they're living together, one parent files as head of household, takes one child, the other parent files as head of household, takes another child. Meanwhile, they're living together as husband and wife and this is not what they're supposed to be doing. 
but I guess they are getting away with it. But this is not going to help your immigration case, okay? If you're petitioning for your spouse and one of you filed as head of household when you're living together, you're basically telling the IRS, hey, I'm not living with my spouse. But then you're telling immigration that, yes, I'm living with my spouse. So this is a big problem. And what's gonna happen is that if this is brought to light in your immigration interview and you've gone all the way to the end of your case and now you're sitting in front of the immigration officer and they're looking at your tax returns that you've submitted or how you know being requested to submit they're gonna make you amend your tax return if you're lucky you could just get denied if they feel that you know there's something suspicious here you're not really married you're maybe living apart but they i've seen this happen i've seen people come to me that have tried to do their case on their own and they've been told they have to amend their tax return now you're going to have to pay the irs back some money because most likely you're going to get less money back or maybe even owe money if you file under the the category you're supposed to so please please be very careful make sure you speak with your tax preparer uh, make sure it's somebody you know good that understands the the tax rules and also speak to your immigration lawyer about how filing your taxes could affect your case all right um, tip number two if you are self-employed or maybe your joint uh, sponsor is self-employed this is also something that comes up frequently because the idea for the financial affidavit of support, which is the form that all the petitioners need to submit for their uh, family members who they are petitioning for, they need to show that they earn a certain amount of income in order to qualify to get you a green card. So if your um, petitioner is self-employed, what I often see happening is that their taxes bottom line number is really, really low. So, you know, you may think, oh yeah, my spouse, my US citizen spouse, he makes, or he or she makes great money. You know, they, they make 100,000 a year, they're great. Um, I don't need a, a joint sponsor, um, you know, we got this covered. And then when I see the petitioner's taxes, and if they're self-employed, yeah, they may have uh, brought into their business, their business may have brought in 100,000, but what USCIS looks at is adjusted gross income. That line often gets really, really low when people are self-employed because what do they do? They maximize their expenses, right? They can write off a whole bunch of stuff. They can write off their, maybe their, maybe their uh, mileage, maybe their, um, you know, things they've purchased for their business. Um, so they may legitimately have a, a tax return done properly. And of course their accountant uh, is gonna recommend that you maximize your expenses and get your bottom line really low. So next thing you know, their bottom line adjusted gross income is like $20,000. And I have to say to them, I'm sorry, but your petitioner doesn't qualify to be your financial sponsor. Now you have to find another person to be your financial sponsor. So it just adds to the complexity of the case and could be something that could delay you. So 
Again, if, if your petitioner is self-employed or your joint sponsor for the financial affidavit is self-employed, you really want to take a, you know, a close look at those taxes to really see what that adjusted gross income number truly is, and they may not qualify. Um, tip number three, transcripts from the IRS are much better for handing into your immigration case than copies of your tax return. And here's why. So transcripts from the IRS, you can get them directly from the IRS website, irs.gov. Go to the part where um, it's right up on their homepage requesting your transcripts. It's very easy to do, um, although there's occasionally someone who can't get them. I think some of the uh, you know security questions that they want to make sure it's really you. Sometimes if that doesn't work, you could run into trouble. But try to get your transcripts. And the reason you want to get transcripts is because they are directly from the IRS. It's like a computerized kind of statement. It's not as long as a tax return. And they can be emailed to you very quickly from the IRS website. Um, and if they can't be emailed, sometimes they can be mailed to you within a few weeks. And if you can get transcripts, this is going to be better because then you're not even going to need to submit your W-2 forms or your 1099 forms, which are the forms that your employer um, issues to you that show how much you actually earn. Because if you're just submitting a photocopy of your IRS tax return, that's a document that could more easily be, let's say, manipulated or, um, you know, who's to say that the actual photocopy of what you are giving to USCIS, who's to say that was even filed with the IRS, right? Just because you created it and it's a copy, I mean, there's no stamp on it that says the IRS even received it. So USCIS really doesn't like copies of tax returns. They really prefer transcripts. Now, you might get away with a copy. Um, you know, um, we've sent in copies in the past, and I do tell my clients, please try to get transcripts. But if you absolutely can't, then we'll rely on a copy. And if we do have to send in a copy, please sign it sign the part where it has your signature. Because what also often happens is when you create your tax return, you may be submitting it online. Let's say you're using something like TurboTax or your tax preparer is doing it for you. They're going to give you a copy or you're going to download your copy. And there's no like handwritten signature on it because it's not needed if you're submitting it online. You're signing it in a different method online. So if you're going to submit a copy of a tax return, before you submit that copy, please at least put your signature and date on it to verify that you've actually uh, authorized this tax return. But the far better option is to get a transcript. And that way you won't be questioned as much with any tax issues. So I'm going to repeat this. Number one, do not file as head of household if you don't really qualify for that category. Number two, if you or your petitioner is self-employed, please make sure that you take a look at your adjusted gross income on your tax return. You want to make sure that you're not having that income so low that you don't qualify. And number three, 
always get transcripts online from the IRS much, much safer. So thanks for listening. um, And I hope to talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to heightsimmigrationlaw.com.